2: Guys, welcome to a very exciting episode of TFL Talking Trucks Podcast. I am Andre, and with me is my co-host Roman. Nice to see you, Andre. And who else do we got here? And we have a very special guest. Uh this week we're talking all about the new 2020 Ford Super Duty, and we have Aaron Bresky from Ford, who is a vehicle engineering manager for the brand new truck. Hi, Aaron.
0: Hi guys, how are you today?
2: Thank you for taking the time to speak to us about everything about the new truck. Thank you for joining TFL Talking Trucks podcast. If you love pickup trucks or big full-size SUVs, if you love trailering, towing, and going off-road, this is the right place to be. Together, we can make this podcast the most popular ever. So, Roman, uh, recently uh, we did our Gold Hitch Awards for 2020, and we tested all of the latest new Dually trucks. This was Ford, GM, Ram. And in the very end, uh, we gave the award, the prize, to the 2020 Super Duty.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was a monster going up the Ike Gauntlet, the world's toughest towing test. I got to tell you... uh... Whatever magic you did uh, in that uh, super duty to put out that much power and that much torque um, is uh, terrifying. You know, I remember when, when you could barely tow 15,000, that's how old I am, with the heavy duty or super duty truck. And now we're pulling well over 30,000 pounds like it's, you know, like it's nothing. Uh, and that is really astounding when you think about it. And terrifying because that's a boatload of weight. Literally, that is a boatload of
0: weight. Yeah, that sure is, Roman, right? I was uh, very impressed uh, with how all the vehicles ended up doing, in fact, right? Um, um, As you ended up saying, the um, weight uh, with 30,000 pounds is just immense. Uh, A lot of people don't realize um, how much weight uh, that is. And just to see the trucks uh, perform that well, it's amazing, yes. Yeah, so the um, Super Duty was all about uh, capability, right? It was, we really raised the bar on the capability and the um, power and also the technology. Right, so um, as we know, the capability of the Super Duty just incredible, right? So um, in twenty seventeen, it was a very strong truck, and then um, before we even launched the truck, we were um, working on uh, hey, how to even prove it uh, further um, uh, for twenty twenty, right? So um, seventeen, um, when I was launching the truck, we were working also in parallel on what to do for uh, twenty twenty. So pretty amazing uh, there. So let's
1: talk talk about that. How has the truck changed? What were the biggest differences between the 2017 and the current one? What did you upgrade? And let's go, let's like delve deep. I mean, tell me exactly, you know, in terms of chassis, in terms of power plant, in terms
0: of transmission, let's kind of go through all of it. Oh, yeah, you bet, uh, Roman. So, um, you know, it's got a new look. We've all seen the new look. And um, with that new look comes the grills, right? Uh, When we ended up setting out to deliver – 475 and 1050. Um, we needed uh, proper cooling, and along with that uh, cooling, we just started right with a larger, much larger grill that we've seen on the DRW trucks. And then along with that uh, comes um, upgraded uh, cooling fan, upgraded fan drive, all of that. And then on top of that, even is um, uh, improved seals uh, for that whole cooling pack to perform um, as good as it does. And that's just getting the cooling for the powertrain. Um, the other aspect is the induction system. So um, new for 2020 is a a different uh, induction system that has uh, two openings uh, to get that uh, fresh air in. Um, And that's a portion of why it uh, performs so well, uh, regardless of the um, environment, whether it's out on the Ike, uh, 11,000 feet, or whether it's at sea level, whether it's um, flat or whether it's uh, pulling up a mountain. Um, That was a key um, focus uh, for us. So many other things too, Roman, that you touched on, right? The chassis uh, uh, revised um, for the increased uh, load. There was ride improvements. There was the electronically uh, hydraulic um, actuated steering, right? So so many um, aspects that we focused on to bring um, the 2020 up to the uh, next level of um, capability and uh, performance and even uh, technology. My gosh. Um, So I have to actually take a breath here right? Uh, so many uh, things to talk about. Uh, so, with the technology, we know that um, it was the Pro Trailer Backup Assist uh, that we put onto the Super Dunies combined with uh, trailer reverse guidance. And um, that was um, a very big uh, challenge. When we were uh, working through development, it was uh, first a line of sight that we were thinking to get it uh, available on SRW primarily. And um, we struggled a bit uh, early on to get it to DRW. In fact, at some point in time in our program delivery, there was a thought that we wouldn't be able to offer that uh, technology on our uh, King Tour, the F450 pickup. So, could you imagine uh, that? Um, so, we all uh, chipped in and worked uh, together to go and say, "Hey, guys, how can we get this uh, key technology on that F450 pickup uh, as well?" And uh, as you know, we ended up uh, exceeding uh, or succeeding uh, at that. So.
2: Well, that's, so again,
0: that's I just want to uh, see where else you want to go, or what yeah. any of those aspects that you want to touch on, right? Um, and we can go in uh, deeper.
2: Yeah, well, I wanted to unpack it a little bit more, right? You mentioned first the look, right? Yes. So the look of the truck, but it's subtle. The differences that I think are quite subtle. So the grille is a little bit uh, wider. it's it's more angled uh, mm-hmm. where it meets the headlights, right? But if you were just a casual observer, just the truck passing by, I would say you may not notice exactly the grill differences.
0: Uh, Is that fair to say? Well, um, it really is uh, what you're looking at. I I think we've uh, accomplished the good uh, balance of when you look at it, man, uh, it's uh, very recognizable that it's uh, Super Duty and uh, it is uh, in one regard uh, subtle, right? It's uh, um, an improvement in our prior 2017, right? So there but there is a um, unique look and headlights and Uh, Those types of things. And I think it is uh, unmistakably uh, Super Duty when uh, people see it.
2: So next you mentioned the numbers, right? So you mentioned 475 horsepower. And then you mentioned 1,050 pound-feet of torque. And this is the third generation 6.7 liter Power Stroke V8, which is a turbo diesel. So tell us, uh, go deeper inside the diesel now. Just tell us kind of the updates were made there.
0: Yeah, so... um, Andre, so many uh, things that uh, Dave Ives and our team ended up uh, doing, right? We had Dave Ives on the original reveal going through every element of uh, what was done within that uh, engine, but uh, high level, right? We have a new turbo, uh, we have um, steel pistons, we have higher uh, um, fuel uh, pressure, uh, many different things. Um, Even from an efficiency standpoint, we have the um, variable displacement uh, oil pump uh, to go and make that uh, powertrain. Uh, deliver to that uh, level. And one thing with that um, diesel, right, it's uh, every diesel engine in a pickup has those uh, performance uh, values 475, 1050, right? It's not like an optional uh, upgrade. So uh, we're proud of the fact that, um, hey, any uh, diesel uh, buyer uh, gets that uh, premium uh, performance and capability.
3: Hmm.
0: Yeah. And then we combine that with the 10R uh, 140 transmission. My gosh, um, Back in the day, there were uh, times um, where the uh, six-speed didn't have an optimum um, final drive uh, delivery to get um, what um, you've experienced uh, this year in the um, Golden Hitch. In fact, uh, um, in our prior, um, I think it was uh, 2017, uh, there was um, the F350 um, diesel, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It uh, was surprising to you, uh, Andre, and also uh, Mr. Truck, as far as its uh, maximum speed. And uh, when I saw that, when when I saw that, I ended up saying, hey, I want that truck uh, brought back here um, uh, to Detroit area. And uh, our team uh, went through that truck, and we ended up uh, figuring out um, what was up with that. And it basically was the truck was up to its uh, performance um, capability. It's just that uh, we ended up finding that the final drive ratio that we had sent out to um, that uh, competition wasn't necessarily um, – Equivalent to the rest as far as the performance. That truck was actually capable of towing much more um, t- trailer, but it didn't uh, perform. So I just wanted to um, let you know that hey, when we end up finding um, a gap in what we expected as far as performance, we take that uh, very seriously and we learn from that, right? We're always learning uh, within Ford. And uh, this time we ended up sending um, the revised uh, final drive ratio and we know how that uh, worked out in the end. Yeah, I mean, it's. Um... Getting
1: really competitive out there, right? For a long time, Chevy was stuck at about twenty-four, twenty-four and a half thousand pounds, and now um, they've really stepped up their game, and it's really created uh, a three-truck race between Ford, Ram, and Chevy uh, in terms of you know who can put out the most performance um, and who can put out the most reliability. How um, how seriously do you guys look at the other two brands? Uh, when you're developing a new truck?
0: Yeah, so we're always, um, we're, uh, in, within Ford, we live Super Duty. I personally live Super Duty. I've worked on the Super Duty program going on 25 years now within Ford. And it's uh, really a way of life uh, for me and um, many members of the team. And so absolutely, we're always uh, looking in heavy duty uh, pickup space, right? Of um, what's uh, next, what's GM doing, what's uh, Ram doing and uh, most important uh, for us. In addition, so it's not like we just look at uh, GM and Ram. We're always looking at our our customers. And every um, uh, aspect is uh, customer feedback. And um, we even do um, uh, customer clinics that uh, go and um, we work on, hey, what's uh, next and what um, do you value um, in your next truck, right? So uh, yes, we do um, always uh, look at um, those other uh, competitors just to stay up on the business.
2: So you, you're doing a, something unique um, because you have your own engine design, right? So you got the diesel, and we'll we'll talk about gas engines in the, in a minute. Yes. Um, yes. And then you have sort of Ford-designed and built transmission, in this case the newer 10-speed as well, the, the heavy-duty transmission. Uh, but why didn't did you consider going outside and maybe bringing another brand like an Allison or a ZF or some other technologies and putting them together.
0: Uh, What are some of those decisions like? Yeah, so let me talk uh, through that. Um, We didn't consider those um, for this 2020 uh, model and I want to end up uh, unpacking a bit more when we end up saying um, the powertrains are uh, developed within uh, Ford, right? The engine and the transmission and um, the calibration. That's basically how we go and we get um, that uh, level of integration and performance of those uh, subsystems coming together and delivering that um, capability. And let me just explain, right? If we ended up comparing, um, uh, purchasing a, a, a transmission or engine out, uh, house, out of uh, our house and um, bringing it in, compared to what we ended up doing with uh, um, the powertrains that we um, develop our, ourselves. It basically is before the first um, hardware is ever built. We have the uh, hardware um, designers working hand in hand with our uh, calibrators, like uh, the ones that are going to go and deliver the shifting and the engine performance and all of that. And um, the other aspect is uh, we can go and end up um, having um, the needs of the calibration actually fed into the hardware loop and even the design phase where, uh, for example, um, maybe their uh, chosen um, shift solenoids would only deliver uh, certain uh, shift time and then we can go and work uh, directly hand-in-hand real-time with our calibration uh, community and say hey, what if we end up can only uh, deliver uh, these metrics but not those and so it's really that hand-in-hand hand that I can't emphasize enough the development within Ford and what that means and then meanwhile, let me just go one step further. That was just the transmission calibration. There's also the uh, fuel economy guys from Efficiency. There's also the noise and vibration guys from um, uh, um You know, uh, within uh, our team is um, um, also there's other uh, aspects, weight, um, many things can all be put in um, to even the hardware loop. And then in addition to that, uh, we uh, keep it um, the communication open where as we finally get the hardware and into the calibration phase, those hardware guys that we worked with uh, can leverage their experience from other programs. So it's uh, so much um, synergy within the team. Uh, to go and deliver that um, really in-house powertrain. And I think you've seen that um, development. I've also heard uh, from our customers where uh, they are just impressed with uh, really the performance and the integration and uh, seems that that transmission is uh, shifting exactly when um, many of the customers would expect. So uh, that's how we're able to do it uh, within Ford. And we compare and contrast uh, to if we were bought a component outside, like a transmission. We're, our calibration team would be forced just to take it as what it is. It's a black box, and we can only do so much uh, with that. So I think that's why uh, Ford is uh, unique and uh, different, and why we're able to d- deliver that uh, level of integration and uh, capability. You think
1: that the 10-speed uh, is a real game changer? You know, for a long time it seems like we were stuck at six, and then all of a sudden, you know, depending on the truck, it went to eight. Now we're at 10. Has that really changed? Uh, how uh, trucks perform, how trucks specifically uh, get fuel economy because that seems to be the biggest uh, upside to a 10-speed, right? I mean, the, the numbers just keep going up in terms of horsepower and torque and fuel economy, which is crazy.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely, Roman. So it basically is the 10-speed ten, ten uh, for me is a big uh, game changer because it the span that we have between that first and that 10th gear is just amazing, right? And um, hey, did you know, you guys have uh, mentioned that, uh, hey, um, 7th gear is, um, right, the... um, One-to-one. One-to-one, right? And then it's uh, eight, nine, and 10 is uh, overdrive. Oh my gosh, we have triple overdrive. It's crazy. (laughs) uh, The capability, as you mentioned uh, with the torque, my gosh, uh, the torque. um, it used to be back in the day, right? Uh, you were even saying you remember back when uh, trucks only hauled uh, 15,000 pounds. Oh my gosh, um, I my um, Super Duty that I personally own still today that I bought new, it was a 99, right? And it has uh, 500 foot pounds of torque. Oh my gosh, back in 99, we were so happy with that, right? And uh, even back in that time, did, if you asked uh, me, hey, um, Aaron, do you think that there would ever be a day that we get to 10, 50 foot-pounds of torque back then, I probably would have said there's no way that we could even do it, right? And so, um, you know, I look back uh, throughout in um, working on Super Duty all those years, right? So I've had the experience of delivering the, seven, the original 7.3 liter diesel and also um, the time when we brought – the 5.4-liter modular engine, the 6.8-liter to Super Duty. And then uh, the six-liter diesel with the 5R110, the new five-speed transmission, right? And then um, after that was the 6.4-liter, right? Um, uh, With the improvements that we made there. And then uh, finally, um, recently, we uh, developed the Scorpion uh, for 2011. With the 6r 140 so all of that history oh my gosh uh, all of this that we're talking about even on the 2020 i just look back and uh my gosh it's amazing and one more thing uh, roman on that is the um the um just the uh capability that comes i mean it used to be back in the day that we would say hey i have a 5000 pound trailer and i can't even tell and it really is now Um, getting back to a lot of customers don't really realize how much weight that is. And I tell you what, the um, I Gauntlet is the world's uh, toughest towing test. You guys are right in the sense that you push those trucks within uh, less than an inch of uh, their maximum capability, right? And I I think that's um, great uh, that we even have that um, opportunity to see these uh, comparisons. Well, thanks.
1: Uh, We really appreciate that. Do you think that 10 is – the optimal, or are we gonna see a day when there's more than 10? You know, at some point, I guess the complexity and the weight of the thing has gotta get so great, right, that that it becomes almost too onerous to actually go more gears.
0: Yeah, so Roman, I think it is, um, the, the uh, sky is the limit, and we almost um, went through a paradigm shift, right, when we ended up, it's very similar to what I ended up saying back when we were uh, developing the four-speed and the five-speed, and then uh, the six-speed, if we ended up saying, hey, do you guys think that within uh, X years you're going to be developing a 10 speed? We probably would have said, I don't see it happening. I don't even think that we could do that quite frankly. Right. But um, Hey, um, we can, um, this is just us uh, spitballing now, right? I have, there's nothing in the works that I'm aware of, but um, it comes as um, what the uh, double or I'm sorry, the triple overdrive. Who's to say that in the future, man, uh, if we don't have even uh, um, uh, an additional gear or uh, one even after that, so roman I don't, I don't really know at this point uh, what the capability is what i do know is that uh, for us to go and say up oh, we've done it now right we've uh, we've meets the, we've uh, met the ceiling i don't think that uh, quite frankly will ever happen
3: yeah
1: there's there's no, sense. There's, no, know, no ceiling right? When i started biking there were 10 speeds and now there are 20 speeds so
2: <laughs> it's common very cool. So let's let's change uh, gears a little bit. Uh, let's talk about gas engines. Um, you you now in the Super Duty. Well, you have four powertrain choices, right? So the six two V eight, the gas engine is still around. Still yes, available,
0: it is. Yep. And it's great. Right
2: It's made it to either what a six speed or a ten speed, right? You can have it with two different transmissions. Um, And then there is um, the 7.3-liter gas V8, which is a new engine. Uh, So uh, tell us a little bit more about kind of the the genesis of that. How did did the 7.3 get here?
0: Yeah, so the 7.3-liter, as we know, it's known as uh, Godzilla. It basically is um, just going uh, back to the uh, very condensed uh, architecture of just having an overhead valve and a, a central cam and uh, um, just the package of that uh, engine is amazing so many less are uh, so much less uh, moving parts and uh, the capability of that engine I think is um, just uh, great and it's uh, spot on uh, for the truck uh, user right so that engine as we know goes in many other uh, um, programs other than just uh, super data it ends up in uh, um, f650 and 750 and uh, vans and even our chassis cabs. so um, that's um really a, a good, it's a good replacement for our uh, 6.8 liter V10, and um, we're just, um, I'm um, very um, amazed at the capability of that engine.
1: So, so you know, we, we, we bought one this year. It's one of our long-term trucks, um, and right now it's in California getting a, 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 a suspension upgrade so that we can okay. use it to actually, the plan for that truck is to drive it across country. So we plan to go from uh, hopefully Georgia, if Everything from it's all the way to Portland off road with that truck. Um, Oh, sounds great, Roman. Yeah, yeah. And so we're super excited uh, to have it, and we're super excited to upgrade the suspension with our friends at Carly. And then we're also doing a camper, right, Andre? Which you're going to go pick up a couple weeks, hopefully. Who's doing the camper for us, Andre?
2: Yeah, so it's going to be a a giant overland rig, Aaron. Um, The camper, the truck camper, is four wheel campers. And they're pretty high-end, these campers. Um, You know, they're kind of a folding roof, so where you can extend the roof on this camper. And uh, a lot of features on these particular campers. And Carly Suspension, uh, what we're doing there is they have a very, also fairly premium high-end, not just suspension lift. Uh, We're doing approximately 3-inch or 3.5-inch leveling kit, um, it's called. (laughs) But also, they're doing a lot more with shock technology. Um, so they're using different King you know, shocks, different right? Settings. King um, shocks, shock. and we're using we're going to be using King shocks with Carly tuning. <laughs> so, so this is going to be one big, uh, massive truck. So, so I think uh,
1: the reason I bring this up is, you know, a lot of people now make their Super Duty their own, right? This is not just something that we're doing. This is something that a lot of people are doing. What size tires and wheels are we going to be running, Andre?
2: We're going to be running thirty okay. sevens.
1: Yeah, so yep. and we wanted to actually get the tremor, but it wasn't available. We needed to purchase it before the end of the year for tax reasons, mm-hmm. and they just weren't out. So we, you know, we 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 went with we wanted the seven three. We wanted the tremor. Um, do you guys take into account people doing crazy
0: stuff like we're doing when you design it? Do you think about that? We absolutely do think about it, um, Roman and Andre. Um, we we see uh, Super duties modified all the time, right? Yeah. Uh, see them out on the road, uh, all of that. So, um, there's it's very popular. Uh, yes, absolutely, uh, very popular. Um, so, with the the Tremor, um, you ended up mentioning uh, Tremor. We we have um, of course the developed the uh, new Tremor, and um, as we know with that one, it's um, offered on 250 and 350 and uh, many different trims. It comes in gas and diesel. Um, And uh, it's uh, riding on 35. So I'm going to be very uh, interested to see, right, uh, your uh, rig with the Carly uh, suspension King shocks and the uh, Overland uh, camper, right, and see it riding on 37s. I'm just always impressed with what uh, our customers do with their trucks um, after uh, the point of uh, purchase. Yeah,
1: it it also makes it possible now with, you know, the more the bigger transmission to actually do that, right? Because you don't run out of uh, range when you put the bigger wheels and tires on it. Back in the day, if you had a six-speed, then you started to run into issues. Um, but with a much much with much with bigger transmission, you get much bigger capability to do that. So I think all this is kind of converging at the same time. Do um, you think it's gonna have enough power? Are we gonna lack power?
0: Is a 7.3 gonna be strong enough? Well, I think it, uh, exactly what you ended up just saying, uh, Roman, with the span of the transmission, and that back in the day, that it uh, wouldn't, um, you couldn't do it, right? Uh, right uh, now with the 7.3 um, uh, and also the ten speed, um, I think it'll be just fine, right? With those thirty uh, sevens. All right. Yeah, oh, well, good. I can't. Andre, uh, wait, I can't surprise yeah. back,
1: so he's worried.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. No, I wouldn't worry. It's in <laughs>
2: California right now. <laughs> okay. Um, well actually speaking of the tremor so we we had a chance of driving it Uh, Stephen and I Stephen Elmer and I we went to that first drive event in Arizona Uh, we did test drive the new super duty tremors both gas and diesel Um, Mm -hmm. I felt that the gas tremor and suspension was a little bit softer it was a little bit nicer uh, especially empty when when running empty that was pretty nice but I, I realized something that the tremor package you know, it's not just about the height of the truck and the tires, right? There is a lot more going on inside of that package, which um, if we, if Roman and I were to reproduce it, you know, it would be quite difficult for us to do because we're talking about limited slip front differential. We're okay. talking about your trail control system now, which, you know, allows you, to, you know, slow speed uh, off-road control as far as, you know, doing acceleration and braking. So that system is there. Um, and then breather tubes for the axles, um, you know so you can ford more water i mean it, it's it sounds simple, but i don 't think it 's as simple as it sounds
0: that 's right andre and there 's um even some even some more right uh, like rock crawl uh, mode and um, other things so yeah it um, we can end up the customers that don 't uh, choose the tremor they can go and um, maybe they would go aftermarket uh, like what you 're describing uh, to do, but uh, the tremor right it's um really a, a balance, a fine balance within Super Duty of having the towing capability that our customers would expect,
3: right? And also having
0: that next uh, level of uh, off-road uh, capability, right? So that was really our focus um, coming forward and developing that uh, Tremor package. You, you know, know what,
2: what I want to see? What? I want to see a Super Duty Raptor.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know you know, what's interesting in the Tremor? So uh, for the longest time, people... Uh, kept telling us why doesn't ram put a diesel into uh, the power wagon of course which is a direct competitor to the tremor um, and uh, now you guys have actually done that was it was it difficult did you did, you know did you think long and hard before doing a diesel tremor because what you're doing with the diesel tremor of course you're putting a lot more weight on the front uh, because that engine uh, is much heavier um, and you're putting a lot more torque through the through the system and you know, you've got a lot more towing capability. Uh, was that something that, that you guys said, hey, maybe we shouldn't be doing, or was that something that from the start you said, you know what, we're gonna do a Tremor in the diesel version?
0: Yeah, uh, Roman, it was uh, right from the start. Um very, uh, when we were just sketching out uh, the program, there was a um, mindset that uh, in, uh, to keep uh, to put the diesel uh, in, and it really is. You end up seeing the footprint of uh, trimmer, right? It's um, 250 and 350, and all those trims that I mentioned, and even both um, gas and diesel uh, engines, and then combine that with just the overall um, capability, right? So, at uh, 15,000 pound uh, conventional towing, it's got a great. Um, Gooseneck towing, and it has uh, the payload that's necessary for um, uh, doing the work that Super Duty customers uh, want to do. Yeah, that's 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 not easy, right? Because you you the, the, the things it takes
1: to make a truck off road worthy are very different from the things it takes to make it tow worthy. Uh, you're kind of at two different spectrums, right? It's kind of you know the, the big tires, uh, the the added weight of all the bigger stuff you need so that you can go off road also then at the same time decreases your towing ability. So was that a compromise that, that you had to make to, to have that sort of a vehicle that could do both those things? Yeah, in the end, it was a balance, right? Yeah.
0: Um, uh, as you ended up saying, uh, Roman, it is a balance between uh, being able to um, uh, tow and sign off, um, SAE uh, 2807 to those uh, requirements, and then also uh, having uh, off-road capability, right? So. Um, it was uh, definitely um, a balance, uh, but we did achieve those um, numbers and the expectations of having those uh, tremors um, out there doing that uh, level of work. Like nine for a neck uh, on that uh, particular configuration uh, with the capability that it has uh, off-road, I think is uh, uh, great in both worlds, right? Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty astounding, actually. Yeah. For yeah, Tone, cool. Uh, Yeah, okay,
2: sorry. Oh, no, 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 it's great. Uh, I wanted to run one more thought by you, uh, Aaron, Uh, talking about gas versus diesel. Um, So now you have uh, a choice of gas engines, right? You have a 6.2 and a 7.3, and the 7.3 comes with additional cost, right? So it's about a $2,000 upgrade from the base truck. Um, And then you have another $9,000 step up to the diesel, right? When, when you're going all the way to the maximum capability there, maximum power and torque. Um, but the gas engines are becoming more capable. So the 7.3 has more torque, 475 pound-feet of torque, you know, right from the factory. Um, do you see the diesel importance of that powertrain diminishing and, that, and the gas engine kind of going up in importance and popularity? Or how
0: do you see that split? Yeah, so um, thank you for that. I, I do um, see the capability of the gas, um, as we know, right? It's uh, 430 uh, horsepower and 475 uh, foot-pounds of torque for that 7.3, um, uh, and it's uh, pretty amazing. And uh, it, it really is um, performs very well, even um, with towing. But um, I tell you, what, my mindset and I think our customers' uh, mindset is that uh, if you're towing uh, quite often, I think... Um, Many times we talk, um, if you're going more than, uh, or about, or more than 50% of the time, and uh, performance is an important uh, factor for you, um, it's just um, no sweat with a diesel, right? I think you've uh, seen that uh, comparison. Yeah, we could definitely do uh, with a gas, um, but uh, the diesel is um, just... Um, great in its uh, performance and capability and uh, just um, every aspect uh, of that. And I think from a cost uh, comparison, right, um, with the 7.3 being able to do its uh, work and the cost uh, upgrade, um, I think the customers, uh, right, uh, that are wondering uh, gas and diesel, the factor to realize is the investment, initial investment upfront and then the um, delta in maintenance uh, for the diesel versus uh, the gas and it really comes down to how long are you going to keep uh, the truck and um, there's an aspect of uh, resale uh, value um, as well right so there's many different factors and i don't i haven't really uh, found the head of the pin as far as uh, which one to go to. so let me let, let me
1: let, let me just clarify that right so what you're saying is the diesel costs more but it also uh, then resells for more right because it's worth more when you go to resell it uh, and then um, diesel is actually more expensive to maintain because you've got to pay a diesel mechanic which is, you know, more expensive than a gasoline mechanic, but depending on the cost of fuel, the diesel can be less expensive to run um, if, you know, if we're at that point. Right now, obviously, we're at a point where gasoline is extremely cheap. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> and so, 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 you know, it, that's, a, that's a hard one to guess because you don't know where it'll be a year from now. And then, depending on how you how long you keep it, uh, I suspect the diesel will also have longer like legit longer longer lifespan, just because diesels tend to be overbuilt and they tend to last a lot longer. But then you got to replace injectors, and those are expensive, right? At about 150. What's your when do you, when do you replace the injectors on, on your trucks? When when are those? Oh, sorry,
0: when, I'm not aware of. Uh you never replace them. <laughs> in the interval
1: a week. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you never have uh, to replace it in a Super Duty, entry You never replace injectors.
2: Well, I I had an old Duramax, and they replaced my injectors. It was original <laughs> Duramax.
0: Okay, okay, yeah. So um, with the between the gas and the diesel discussion, I think it really comes down to my advice that I give to anybody that asks me is. Um, it uh, depends on how heavy you're towing number one and then how often you're towing if it's more than 50 percent of the time and then really what are your performance uh, expectations right and if you're okay with the uh, fact that the gas isn't going to do it as well as a uh, diesel then uh, maybe the gas is a consideration but uh, for those customers that are um, coming from a diesel and they expect that diesel uh, performance man i think um, the diesel is the only choice so it's really hard to, hard to say uh, one versus the other it's um, can only point out the factors to consider and then the um, customer makes their final decision.
2: Well, we've done our testing. So we ran a 7.3 Godzilla engine on a fuel efficiency loop. And I believe we got around between 15 to 16 miles per gallon unladen. This is just running on the highway. And then we put the tremor, the diesel one, the diesel tremor on a very similar loop. And we even took it to Moab on a longer trip. And that was about 19 point two so you're okay. talking about fifteen and a half to nineteen point two I mean that's a big span um, and actually kind of um, I'm amazed that you can get a heavy truck a big truck with all of the equipment that it has including the emissions controls right yes and getting that you know high nineteens or you know high teens from so it how,
1: what was what was our fuel economy uh, pulling up the mountain
2: Andre? What we 2.4. There? Okay, yeah. Well, that's, that's more <laughs> like it. <laughs> well, when you're pulling 30,000 pounds up 7% grade and you're doing it for 8 minutes, then you are doing some major work. Um, you're yeah. doing some heavy work.
0: And yep. During that work, it's the cooling that's needed for the engine, getting that cool air uh, in, uh, and then all of the calibration and uh, focus that uh, went there. And I think, Roman, I remember uh, seeing the clip where um, our uh, development team was out at uh, the Ike, and you were stopping by <laughs> saying, hey, I wonder what they're testing, right? And they yeah, a, I remember that. Hey, yep. You know, <laughs> we, first, we stopped up. We, we pulled up to them. We are saying at that time, I bet they're, they're uh, testing the 10-speed. <laughs>
2: we well we didn't know what you guys were testing but i guess roman recognized you and you guys recognized roman so yes we
0: did yeah and i basically man there's times where it's like man if they only knew what we're what well we
2: please yeah. tell us aaron feel free to tell us <laughs> what's happening in the future
0: yeah like just imagine uh, back in that little bubble of time roman when you were driving up and you were waving high we knew right it was 475 10 10-speed transmission and uh, all the capability, it's almost like we live in a little time capsule, right? And yeah. um, the last thing that we would ever do is uh, we can't talk about it, right? So um, it's uh, it's um, just um, funny for me to like reminisce uh, about it now after it's happened um, after the fact, you know?
1: Yeah, you're yeah. like two years ahead of us. <laughs> and probably five years or 10 years in planning, but that's a whole different thing. <laughs> very
2: interesting. It's a fun business,
0: uh, right? It's
2: a fun business, yes. So, I want to make, I, I want to make a suggestion, Aaron. Okay. And I want to see what you, what you think. Uh, we've tested all the trucks recently, especially for 2020, including Ram and GM, as we talked about. And one thing that I've noticed is uh, not all manufacturers give the driver every gauge, so to say, so to speak. Okay. And one gauge that Ram gives their driver is the exhaust brake Kind of gauge that mm-hmm. kind of tells you how progressive, how much exhaust brake uh, the truck is giving you on the way down. And I did not find that gauge in the Ford. Um, okay. And I, I wish I had it.
0: All right, Andre, thank you. Uh, we'll, <laughs> okay. uh, we'll take that into account and um, we'll see what we can do there. No promises but, always, right? That's what we uh, uh, say to Mr. Truck as well. But um, Thank you for that uh, input. And um, just like everything else uh, from a Ford uh, standpoint, when we're um, getting that feedback from our customers, um, we think it's uh, very valuable. So, let me ask you one question on the gauge, right? So, um, the RAM has the gauge, but um, just from a usage uh, standpoint, um, from your view, what uh, would that uh, provide? It provides level of uh, what uh,
2: understanding I I can give you a perfect example Um, their gauge measures it in horsepower and to me that doesn't make a lot of sense um, because okay so it's it's, it takes horsepower to break the truck down Uh, but what I love about that is it shows you know hundred percent 75 50 25 and gradation between that percentage And when you're going down the mountain with 30,000 pounds, which I also did um, with Mr. Truck, um, and you don't know exactly how much brake you have, you're guessing at it. Okay. You're looking at your tachometer. You're saying, okay, I'm at about 2,500 RPM. I wonder what my turbo is doing. You know, I wonder exactly how much, what percentage, you know, it's running at. But if you have a, you know, I don't care as much about horsepower on the brake as much as how much of it am I using. So, so Andre, what you're saying is it's a, it's a, it's a safety thing, right? When,
1: when you're at 100%, that's when you get sweaty palms and you're like, oh my god, this, there's nothing well, left, right? Well, Whereas when you're at 25%, you're like, yeah, I've got a lot of capability left and so you're a little bit more relaxed and you're a little bit more comfortable.
2: Well, it's, a, it's actually a little, bit, um, a little bit more than that. When I'm at the 100% brake, I know that the truck is doing its best. You know, there is no more capability left in that brake. And maybe I need to use the brake pedal. Uh, but I don't know where that, where that point is, you know, generally speaking. So it's, it, and then if I'm at 25% in brake, I'm like, oh, yeah, I have yeah. plenty of capability left over. You know, let's just, let's just run it. So, um, but to me, as far as a, a trucker, the more gauges, the better. You know, you guys at Ford, you, give, you tell us what gear we're in always which some people say oh you don't need to know which gear you're in you know there's 10 of them who cares uh who cares which gear you're in
1: i love that i love knowing what gear i'm in i think that's that's one of the best gauges and the most useful ones Uh, and even if i don't need it i just like looking at it because it's i'm curious you know (laughs) it's just it's not necessarily a work thing it's just (laughs) cool to see what gear the truck is running in uh because there's so many now so um you know before you were in one of six big deal but now you're in one of ten
2: yeah, yeah, and perfect. I think so, Aaron, Just from my standpoint, uh, the more information that uh, driver has, especially of a heavy vehicle, the more oh. information the driver has, the better. Probably that's just my standpoint. Yeah. yeah. Let, let me ask you this. Uh, I know
1: Kent. This was a, this was Kent's big deal, Mr. Truck's big deal. He always thought that the last generation Super Duty was just too tall, right? He, he he felt that it was just hard to load stuff into the bed. And then I think you guys for this generation either listen to him, or that's what he would say, or you listen to your customers, that's what I would say, and you lowered it a couple inches. Was that a decision that, uh, or how did you come to that decision to actually take it down a little bit?
0: Well, it's very much um, uh, right what you just said, uh, Roman. It's um, We leveraged uh, our customers' uh, feedback. In fact, in the conference room that we were uh, discussing it um We actually played the video that um, Mr. Truck was uh, talking about. My gosh, uh, this truck is so high, right? No way, really? uh, Yes. So all of these uh, things uh, factor in, right? Uh, We're always uh, watching um, what's out there on Super Duty and in uh, heavy duty trucks, and. um, yeah, that uh, is um, used as leverage uh, within the team and within our management team to go and uh, make those uh, decisions. So, we appreciate any and all the feedback uh, that we get on uh, on the trucks, absolutely.
2: And it also has to do with kind of the trailer loading, right? If you have a gooseneck trailer coming in or a fifth wheel, um, and if the bed of the truck is too high, which our modified Ford F-250 will be, <laughs> yeah, for sure. uh, then if you put a trailer into it, you have less kind of articulation available to you basically. And, and, you know, it becomes more difficult. So, I mean, that's natural. So I mean, it's, it's a balance between, you know, giving yourself clearance on the bottom, but also being able to tow the trailer uh, on top.
0: That's okay. right. The fifth wheel in the gooseneck trailers, right? Especially with the fifth wheels, um, that's really threading the needle, um, taking a truck, um, to that height, right? So, a- um, so here,
1: here's another question and I think this I think our viewers will appreciate this when we got Godzilla uh, the first thing we did was uh, add a new exhaust to it which has now been cut off unfortunately because <laughs> of the suspension uh, but you know I mean you want to hear that engine and obviously as a OEM you guys you know are not in the business of creating um, performance loud exhaust right I, I think <laughs> you probably leave that for the customer uh, but when we did it how many resonators did that did that um, that, that exhaust system have do you remember Andre?
2: Well it's I think almost three they're different sizes. Right. I mean it, it looks very complicated right I mean the exhaust system is not easy.
1: So yes. so sort of, so so if you're out there changing your exhaust like we did, what's the perfect amount of resonators to take off?
0: Yeah so uh, Roman it basically is we might ask hey how did how did the 7.3 liter uh, exhaust system from the factory get to having three resonators? Yeah. It basically is um, right on this point, there is um, legal drive-by noise requirements that we have to meet, right? So it basically is um, those uh, requirements uh, we definitely um, meet. And um, that is a portion of uh, why uh, those resonators exist. And I think it is, um, it drives us to having um, quiet uh, exhaust. And I know, Andre, even you've said, is that, uh, hey, the 7.3 liter with the uh, exhaust that uh, has been put on your uh, truck. Right. It, um, without the resonators, it still has uh, doesn't have any annoying uh, drones uh, while driving. Um, but it also has a nice um, tone, nice uh, deep uh, tone. So we, I think we
2: removed one resonator. So we didn't go crazy. Mm-hmm. We're not straight piping this. I really wanted to straight pipe it, and just you know just go all out. Uh, but we can't. I mean. Obviously, a lot of people who live near a highway or in the rural environment, um, they don't appreciate, you know, really loud exhaust brakes or really loud gas trucks, you know, going down right. the road. And we understand that. So, and, and it's, yeah, and so it's we,
1: more than that, Andre. It's also if you're in the truck, right? So if you have a very loud truck, it might be fun uh, on a Friday night. But if you have to cross country, right, yes. and that thing is just droning on and droning on, it gets really <laughs> old really quick. Um, it does. Absolutely. It does.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those. Yeah. It's one of those things where, uh, when you're driving for eight hours a day, yeah, you you have to be comfortable.
1: So, So we have this exhaust guy who's been doing exhaust forever and he's just a magician. He's really good. I mean, he knows it backward and forward. And he put on this extremely, you know, beautiful, dual tip chrome exhaust that came out just in the right place and it made me so happy put such a huge smile on my face and then i get a call from andre uh yeah the suspension won't clear the new exhaust so they cut they cut it off and i was like oh good god just the one thing that 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 i was hoping we'll we'll fix it but still so now you're gonna have to drive it back from california with you know
2: with with no tips but but roman remember king shocks okay remember king king shocks (laughs)
0: <laughs> so that'll be the future is getting the exhaust back to the way it was to where it's just like um, you guys are so proud of it. Yeah, yeah. And then, then,
1: of course, you know, we have to figure out whether we should actually void the warranty and supercharge it. I, I'm I'm not a big fan of that, but, you know, <laughs> this is a show truck. So we might have to actually, I, I think,
2: is it, who makes a uh, supercharger it now, Andre? Well, Whipple is working on it really hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think there's some other guys working on it. But as far as we know, Whipple, um, is a little bit ahead of the game, maybe, uh, compared Which to others. Which begs the question,
1: why didn't we just fire the diesel?
2: <laughs> why didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're going to
1: supercharge the Godzilla, just go for the diesel, right? I mean, that's basically what you're doing.
2: It is basically what you're doing, but but we didn't have as much budget to begin with, and we wanted that Godzilla to to test it. It's a brand new engine, so, so we always go for the new and, and see how the new stuff works.
1: Yeah, and I got to tell you, you know, we took um, all of the off-road trucks, including the Tremor, the Power Wagon, um, and the GMC uh, off-road, uh, and um, yeah, you know, I'm not a huge fan of uh, big diesel trucks off-road. It, it's just they're very heavy, and um, you know, th- they feel like they're towing rigs that have been um, compromised to go off-road. But I was impressed by the Super Duty. Uh, it did really well, uh, you know, for for. For something that that is designed to tow as much weight as it it does to be able to take that off road and then and not have it feel like it's you know, um, I don't know how would you how would you best describe it like you know like a like a gorilla in a in a dandelion
2: patch uh, it, it's doing good, wow quite quite an image there, uh, <laughs> so I just wanted to wrap up the show really quick um, with a little bit talking about the technology that's in the new truck. And you mentioned the steering overlay, mm-hmm. um, Aaron, can you talk a little bit more explaining what what the electric assist is and also how it integrates like you talked about backing up the truck with a trailer, all that stuff
0: Yes, absolutely uh, Andre so um, uh, the um, electronic um, motor is uh, between the eye shaft and this um, it's in the eye shaft uh, uh, on top of mounted on top of the conventional Um, hydraulic uh, steering gear. Okay, so it really is uh, when the customer is um, driving uh, one of our trucks with that uh, system installed, uh, they're putting input to the steering wheel. And meanwhile, that um, motor down at the I shaft is also uh, helping um, the customer turn um, the steering wheel, taking some of that effort off. That's why we end up seeing um, a vast improvement in just um, parking lot efforts to actually turn the wheel. And then in addition to this, that uh, motor um, that, can provide um, uh, input to the uh, steering gear uh, when we go to uh, using the Pro Trailer Backup uh, Assist Control mob- knob. It basically just takes control of the um, steering system and provides that uh, direction that's uh, necessary, depending on the trailer angle, uh, to get that uh, trailer to go the desired um, direction via that uh, knob. So it really is um, got many um, different um, advantages, right? Uh, there's a driving advantage, there's a parking advantage, there's other air state compensation that comes with that. Um, um, system right as far as uh, active nibble uh, compensa- compensation. It also has um, returnability after going around a corner. It'll actually uh, help uh, the steering wheel come back to straight. So so many um, different things that that um, system will provide um, as far as benefit to the customer.
2: But you don't see um, you left the hydraulic system there. Is that because of the weight capacity, or couldn't why couldn't you go all electric? For example, we
0: we did um, consider uh, many of those alternatives and uh, we did uh, go the route of having electric over hydraulic. It's very similar to like uh, the braking system on uh, the real heavy uh, trailers. The hydraulic system does um, the work and the uh, electronics as an overlay um, to that system um, can um, really help uh, the customer. Uh, right, and then also uh, in separate uh, dimension, it can actually uh, provide the control uh, to that steer- steering system for pro trailer backup assist. So we did consider um, going full electric, um, but um, the uh, power uh, drive that's uh, necessary for a full electric um, steering system on a Super with um, snow plow capability, etc., is um, just uh, immense. Need the flux uh, capacitor in order to. Um, uh, provide that uh, level of power
2: did you say oh. flux capacitor
0: <laughs> yes are we
2: going back to the future or what, what are we doing? Remember they're
1: two years ahead of us Andre <laughs> okay hey, uh, how, how important are cameras um, to Ford and you know towing uh, it, it seems to be a game changer for a lot of us out there who struggle with uh, you know knowing where the truck is either on the highway or when we're backing up how important are cameras do you see that as something that, that you guys are going to be focusing on or are
0: focusing on yeah cameras are very important uh roman um cameras um are um critical even the level of cameras that we have today we know that with towing uh, the trailers uh, are very big and uh, they have many blind spots not only while uh, driving down the road but also uh, maneuvering so we have down the um, aspect of uh, even getting the biggest trailer into the tightest uh, location right with the pro trailer backup assist and um, cameras uh, we see are um, ever uh, increasing as far as importance for that uh, towing experience
1: so how many cameras is too many
0: (laughs) yeah i think it gets back to the same question on um, the transmission gears how many is too many i don't know that there ever is a limit
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then the last question, the last question and, and, and this is something that the Chevy brought out in their last program, they're working, oh, I don't know if they're working, but they're trying to kind of um, oh, standardize uh, what the trailer manufacturers are doing, right? Because right now you have trailer manufacturers, and there are probably hundreds of them, dozens of the big ones, right, that all have different braking, all have different um, trailer controller modules. Um, and, and it seems like all, the, all that comes initially from you guys, right? Because it's the, it's the truck manufacturer that eventually uh, has to integrate with the trailer manufacturer. Do you guys work with trailer manufacturers? Is there a standard that, that you might work with Chevy on so that we don't have this kind of, uh, you know, just, just the wild west right now of, of trailer controllers and brakes and, all, you know, all the stuff that, that's out there. It's just, it's just all over the place.
0: Yes, absolutely, Roman. So we do work with uh, trailer manufacturers because um, our business um, uh, models go hand in hand in the sense of, hey, uh, if the truck is towing the trailer, it's exactly as you pointed out as far as um, just uh, integrating those two uh, systems together. So uh, absolutely, um, we do work with uh, trailers uh, manufacturers. So, hey, uh, one other thing, uh, guys, I wanted to... um, to tell you about, um, the one thing we didn't mention about the trimmer. Um, we've demonstrated during the media event, um, adding a winch, right. And I think Roman, uh, even when we re- uh, revealed the trimmer last uh, summer, there was a question on the winch and, um, at the time we didn't have it, uh, fully, uh, in hand. And so we ended up, uh, revealing at the media event that the winch, um, will be coming mm-hmm. and, um, we ended up saying back then that, uh, Hey, mid, um, mid year. And um, we continue to uh, progress that uh, winch um, offering. Um, And if it weren't uh, for this uh, coronavirus, we would be opening up the um, order bank um, very soon, essentially within uh, X uh, days. Uh, But um, with the coronavirus, it's a bit um, delayed. But I just wanted to let you know that um, winches, um, as far as um, uh, offering and availability, are gonna be um, uh, very soon where the uh, dealers and uh, customers can go and add that to uh, tremors. And it's going to be available on um, diesel and uh, gas as well. So, with that diesel, it was a a challenge for package, but um, it uh, worked out nicely. Yeah, I mean, it must
1: mess with the air intake, right? I mean, you're putting a big chunk of metal right where all the air comes in.
0: That's right. It does, um, Roman. But we've uh, done our uh, testing and development, and um, it's um, okay, and it's uh, good um, looking back, right? Um, remember when we were talking about the cooling system and uh, the grills that we ended up um, designing? It uh, basically is the winch uh, can be added and um, without uh, impacting uh, performance. So, great. Uh, so, when's the circle coming? I'm sorry, to say again. I just the snorkel hear. coming. Yeah, when's the snorkel coming? Well, we're always working on those uh, things. We already have 33-inch uh, water fording, so who knows uh, what's uh, next, Roman? Yeah, yeah. snorkel yeah. man. Got to have had, uh, two things the
2: snorkel. <laughs> we had a few questions about the winch. You know, people are saying, should I wait to buy a tremor? Should I not wait? Uh, well, first of all, it's only available for the tremor because of the height, right? Um, yes. and then the crash work, you know, crash protection, etc. Um, mm-hmm. and then uh but you could add a winch later. You could buy a truck now, right? The tremor. And yeah. add a winch later.
0: That's correct. Yeah, there's um no guarantees, right? Always. Uh, but um there is uh, work uh as soon as we end up uh completing this cycle for having um the winch um available on tremors. Um there's um, a line of sight for having um, it available as a dealer uh, accessory, right? Yeah. Um, can be purchased for tremors that are already uh, in existence and having those uh, winches uh, to be as an accessory.
2: Yeah, and I, th- I think it's important to have accessories as well. All kinds of accessories, not just you know not just winches but you know steps, uh, different wheel packages, maybe tires. <coughs> Guys love to modify their trucks. And I think uh, the more little gals, Andre, and gals, <laughs> and gals love modifying their trucks too. Absolutely. Well, I think um, I think I've <laughs> asked enough stupid
1: questions, <laughs> and uh, thank you for the honest answers. Uh, and you know, if you guys uh, enjoyed the show, uh, then uh, you know, let us know in the comments below. Let us know if there's some questions that we should have asked or we didn't ask. Uh, Uh, And, Aaron, thank you very much for taking the time to chat with us and our audience. I'll let you close it up, Andre.
2: Yeah, thank you, Aaron, very much, and of course, you know, we all wish to talk about future products, but obviously, you know, we don't get a chance to, but it will come when it will come, right? That's right, yes. All right. Well, thank you, Aaron, very much. Well, thank you, Andre and Roman. One word, snorkel. Remember, snorkel. (laughs) No, no. I
1: have
0: some great input. It's a high,
2: right. it's a high-mounted air intake, Roman.
1: Desert, yeah, desert air intake. That's what Taylor calls it. That's okay. right. So,
2: you don't want to go snorkel because
1: right. then you're making
2: you're making water
1: fording promises.
2: Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Thank you, guys. All right, take care. Thank you.
3: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.